0: I love that phrase, names are pregnant with purpose. So we're in part two of a series called No Other Name. Uh, last week we established kind of the leader. His name is Jesus, and that's, that's who we gather as a church. We, that's who we lift up. That's who we uh, uh, gather around as our central focus and purpose. But he says names are, names are pr- pregnant with purpose. We talk about how God doesn't make mistakes when he names things, names people. Uh, he doesn't make mistakes when he when he, when he gives people names. And in fact, we said uh, the name Jesus is a foreign. It speaks volumes. There's a common name, but really the name means God sends help or, or the Lord saves. Like there's a Savior that's coming, and it's the Messiah, and, and people, the people of Israel were expecting it, looking for it. And Jesus came to give us help as a world. And, and, and it says in Acts 4.12 that there's, in, there's uh, salvation in no, no one else, that God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. So this is last week You we talked about it last week. In fact, we mentioned the gospel message of Jesus. It's actually told in the, in the beginning of the Bible, the first time, uh, in, in Genesis chapter 5, through some names. And so when, when we say names are not an accident, we gave you a list of these names. We gave you what they mean. And then we wrote a sentence that said, if you were to read these names in a sentence, this is what it would look like. And so if you missed last week, you can go catch up on it on the podcast. It says, man is appointed mortal sorrow, but the blessed God shall come down teaching, and his death shall bring the despairing rest and comfort. Pretty crazy statement there that is made through the names of the, of the, of the people in the Bible, of this, this genealogy. God has given us a message even within the names of Genesis saying, hey, there's going to be a man who's going to come. He's going to die for your sins. He's going to bring comfort. He's going to bring you rest. So last week's message. So we talked last week about how he just fulfilled over 300 plus prophecies. And I would challenge you to do this. Go online. If you're kind of skeptical about Jesus and about the message of Christ, I would challenge you to go online and just begin to research and say, what would it take for one person to fulfill even the top eight biblical prophecies? And we, we mentioned this last week, at, um, how you know Texas and two feet of silver dollars and stuff like that. We give you try to give you a picture of what it looked like. But if you just begin to Google, so Jesus, oh, he fulfilled over 300, and they said just the probability of one man fulfilling just eight of those was really highly unlikely. And it's turned a lot of skeptics into believers, a lot of atheists into people that say, I'm going to believe, because this is the evidence is there. I will challenge you to go research it for yourself and uh, go just just Google it. You'll, you'll begin to see what, what that would look like for somebody to fulfill these prophecies. So today's part two. I talked about the leader last week, Jesus. Uh, there's no other name we can be saved. That's what the Bible claims and says. Well, today we want to talk about what does it look like for his followers? What does that mean to us uh, as people? Uh, what does that mean to us as maybe you're not a follower, but what does that mean to you if you're not a Christian? And so what is your name? What is your name? He mentioned in the video when you hear these names, these ideas, and these thoughts come to your mind, and what you what you associate with that person's name. And he goes, "Get a list of all these different people, and you know some are great, some are not so good." And when your name is said, what do people say about you? You know, if we ask people from your past, they might see something different from now because you're different. Um, and here's the next question: What are they going to say about you in your future? I was recently uh, a part of a funeral last Saturday. I was able to go to a, a funeral down in, in Rio Rancho with some, a family friend that uh, we had. That their mom passed away. And so we were there to play. We did a song for them and just were able to speak a little bit. And throughout the funeral, this, this lady um, has been a Christian for years. And uh, her family, uh, they know it. I mean, you could, they, they Obviously, as, as they went and talked about her. It was undeniable that she was a, a witness to what it means to follow Christ. And, and every person that came up had, to, had these wonderful things to say about about her over and over and over. Um, and two words kept coming up over and over, faith and family. Those are the two most important things to her, faith, her belief in God and what Jesus did in her life. And despite all the odds that were stacked against her as a single mom, how she still was able to, to raise her daughters and do these, these great things. And over and over, they began just to say these great things about her. And at the end of it, um, I was able to get up and say, you know, we all, we celebrate her and all these wonderful things were said. And I know all of us have this sense that we hope, when at our funeral, all these people will say these same things about us. Because um, I have that desire. for sure you do, too. At the end of your life, you want people to say what you did what you accomplished. And they will, because there's things that's associated with your name and who you are. And so the good news is, we all can begin to make choices now that will affect what they're going to say about us. Despite what we've done in the past, we can choose now a new beginning, a new start, and we can begin to live that way where, where people will be able to say kind things about us. Well, when people say your name, what what comes to mind? What, what, are they good things? Are they bad things? What, what comes to mind? I mean, my name, There's significance just in my name, myself, and then uh, depending on who you're asking, what it means to them. I mean, you ask my son, he's going to tell you all these cool things about me because, you know, hopefully I'm just his hero and there's all these great things about him. If you ask my wife, she's going to say other things about, about um about me. If you ask the soccer player I played a couple of weeks ago, the, the other team, they're going to say some things about me, you know, and um, this guy's really aggressive. He, he's a pastor? What? Um, you know, anyways, if you ask these people, but my name carries significance. It carries weight. Um, it means something. It's not an accident. In fact, as I was going through this, I began to research a little bit of myself. My name, Eric, all right? It's, it's, it's this, this idea of leadership. Uh, God has gifted me and admired me that way. Just from a young age, I kind of had this sense that I can step up when there's nobody stepping up and I'll say something and do something. And and it's it's there. It's not an accident that my name is was it, is Eric. My my second name, Brian, my middle name. I recently found out that this is a name that was given to my dad when he became a Christian. So the guy that was baptizing him didn't like the name Charles and said, I'm gonna give you a new name today and to he gave this name Brian. I'm not sure if that's good or not, but anyways that was the name that they gave him, Brian. And it comes carries this, this weight with it that somebody who ascends Mess Noble, somebody that ascends that goes up this up the hill. And, and when they when they baptized him, Brian, it, it's, it's stuck. And my my dad doesn't go by that name, but he gave it to me, and it, it's a, it's a it means something to me because it's a start of, of a change for my dad's life. Yeah. Uh, there was a, a drastic change when he became a Christian, and the past he began to leave behind. How God began to work in his life. It's amazing. And then Montoya, the last name, my last name, it, it, it's a healer or a highland from Spain, and um, comes from the, the, the Sadia Mountains. Going up, so Brian is ascending the hill. My last name is is in this hill place, and it's, I think it's just God speaking to us. In fact, we named our daughter, our third daughter, Leah, which means to ascend. It's, it's this call for for me as a Christian, for every Christian, is God is saying, "Will you keep taking those steps up the mountain, up the hill towards me?" Like there's just constant ascend. Paul calls it from uh, that we, we keep improving from glory to glory. Like we let God work in our life; it's a process. And these names speak something; they mean something. they they're always it's a message beyond that. But there's, 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 there's ideas that are associated, associated with it. In the Bible, there's stories where God would take a person and he would say, you know what, this is what people have said about you. This is what has been spoken over you. And today, I'm going to give you a new name. And he would rename, give people a new name and a new start. It's pretty amazing, Abraham. Before he was Abraham, which means father of many, he had no kids. In fact, when God gave him that name, he had no kids. And God says, you're going to be a father of many nations. And he gives him this new name. And then we know the story. He becomes the father of the nations, the father of our faith. Um, his wife, Nathan and Sarah. You, I, I would encourage you to read these stories and learn about What does it mean, these names that are changed? Jacob, um, a deceiver, a heel grabber. He says, today you're no longer going to be Jacob, but you're going to be called Israel, one who contends or wrestles with God. Like you, you wanted to know. You wanted to find. You wanted the blessing. You, you waited for it. And God changes his name from being a deceiver into speaking something over him and really speaking over his future and over the, the nation of Israel. And he changes the name. And, then, and so, so when God shows up into the story, into the picture, things change. When God shows up, things change. And this is the message of, of, of Christmas. God showed up in a really dark time in history, in a really dark time in Israel's history especially, and he, he brought light and he came. When God shows up, he, things change. In fact, his disciple... One of his one of his closest disciples, the Apostle Peter. God changed his name. It was Simon. He is no longer are you going to be called Simon, which is the idea of a, a reed. So a, a reed that kind of that that's tossed and turned by everything that comes. You know, the wind blows. It moves. It's unstable. He says, no longer you're going to be this person that's swayed by everything, but you're going to be Peter, a rock. And he, he gives us a new identity to say, no longer will all these emotions and all these things make your life lead you in all these different ways but you're going to be a solid rock that I can build my church through and build my church with and build my church upon. It's a statement he makes about Peter and he gives a new identity a new name saying you're no longer going to be that you're now this. He changes uh, Paul's name, Apostle Paul from Saul to Paul if you read these names you to see that there's meaning and there's, there's, there's significance in it in fact, Paul means humble. And it's, it's the story that, that God took Paul through. From Saul being this really intelligent man that was, was really uh, killing Christians and uh, working against God. God gives us new name and says, you're no longer this, you're going to be humble. You're going you're to be a change. And I'm going to do more through you as a humble person than you could have ever done as a strong person. It's a beautiful story. And, and there's these stories that God is, he's, he's trying to tell a larger story through all of these stories. And he's wanting to tell a story through your story, and through my story, through our story together, and he invites us into this into this process. But names are pregnant with purpose. Some of you have names that have been given to you, and maybe you're not proud of that name. Maybe you have past tied to that name, and and, and you're hoping to change that. Well, I've good news. You can change it with God's help. You can change it. It's not. It's not. You're not an accident. You're not. Um, there's there's hope for you. There's hope for all of us. But when names change, um, things change in our life. I'm going to show you a video there's this game it's called the whisper challenge if um, you ever watch Jimmy Fallon he does it with some of his guests essentially you put on these headphones with loud music on and your a person um, says a phrase and you're lip reading you try to figure out what the phrase is um, and I thought this was really appropriate for what we're talking about today so I want you to see this, uh, this announcement they made uh, to, this, to this, this family about a new name that they were going to get and just imagine with me what are all the things that change when we get on a new identity a new name things change would you watch this? I have right hyper. I'm pregnant. Hyper. Yes, yes. Keep saying it. Keep saying you're it. You're going to be... Yeah, you're, you're going, going to be pre- grandparent. Keep saying it. You're going to be a grandparent. Short. Short. You're going to be a grandparent. Do you want me to what? <laughs> you are... You one. are... To... You are... You are me. You are... Me. You, <laughs> are <laughs> you are lovely. Going. You are... Going. <laughs> you are going. <laughs> going... To... To... Be... Beach you are going to beach. you are going to be a. you are going to beach and be a And what? you are going to be a. I'm going to be behave. Grandfather. I'm the father, grandfather. A grandfather. grandfather, grandfather. Grandfather. yes, I'm going to be a grandfather yes. Yeah, I'm gonna be a grandfather. I'm gonna be a grandfather. I'm gonna be a I am going to be a i am going to be a grandfather i can't that. I'm going to be a grandfather. The joy that comes with the new names, right? now going to be a grandfather you can see, you can feel the joy that's going to change everything in a man's life I love that video it makes me laugh every time he's so passionate trying to figure out when he takes out the, the, the earphones his life you hear the music like blasting like man, poor guy of his ears light has come this is a season of light light has come um, that's, that's the story of Christmas in fact one of the names we talked about last week Jesus is the light of the world like he came in the middle of darkness he came to give us light Mark the the Gospel of Mark the book of Mark it records two miracles of uh, real close to each other these two blind men um, where Jesus heals the first blind man so people bring him bring the blind man to Jesus and say Jesus they beg it says the, the, the verse says they begged Jesus to heal this blind man and so Jesus healed the blind man and then a couple chapters later, it says they're walking down the road. They're, they're going from one village to the other. And on the side of the road, there's this blind man. His name is Bartimaeus. He starts screaming out, saying, Son of David, have mercy on me. He's, he's trying to get Jesus' attention. And he, and, he, and he comes, Jesus comes to him and says, what do you want? And he says, oh, I want to see. This idea that when he says it, it means I want to see again. Like I've lost sight, but I want to see again. So the first blind man the second blind man, one people bring him to jesus the other one is in desperation says please please stop and help me." significance there uh, the first name is not the first blind man is not named he's just a blind man that was the identity just a blind man maybe he's born blind and grew up blind that's all people knew him as that's the blind man he didn't have sight the second man his name was bartimaeus so his identity was being blind but then beyond that he didn't really have a name bartimaeus just means son of timaeus so it, he he didn't have even it doesn't even say his name he had no identity, and when Jesus heals him, can you imagine the new start this man now has? Out of darkness into light, his whole world changes. So this is a season of light. We 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 are people of light. Uh, a few years back, we took some students on a leadership retreat down down into some caves on caving. and while we're in the caves, um, if you've ever been, I don't know if you've ever been in a pitch dark room where it's Pitch, pitch black, like there's no light at all. You really can't see like your hand, if you put it in front of you, you wouldn't be able to see it because it's that dark. We went into these caves and all of our students were sitting in this little, kind of like this open part of the cave, you have to crawl through them to get there. And we're sitting there, we're talking, and you can't see anything. And we turned off all our flashlights and we just we just sat in pitch darkness. And at one point I kind of screwed over and um, you, when you start talking, you can hear people getting like a little closer to you. But it was so dark, you could not even tell the, diff- the distance, like are you really close, or are you far? And then you turn your light on and, and, and be like, oh wow, you're 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 right in front of me. And it kind of scare you. So we had we had everybody turn off off their lights and we just kinda of sat there for a while. And we said, Imagine living like this every single day. Just try off your light. In fact, let's let's move a little bit and, and try to re- get in different seats. And you bump your shins, you hit your you hit your hit the rocks, and you can't see anything. You're just kind of stumbling around. You stumble over yourself, you stumble over people. And then this is where I followed up. It says, the, the Bible says those without Christ are living exactly like that, in darkness. That's what the Bible says. When you're outside of Christ, you're living in darkness. You're separated from You're in darkness. In fact, Paul, he tells us, so he's, talking to, he's talking to us. If you're a Christian, he's talking to Christians, saying, you're children you're, you're, you're people of the light. You're no longer in darkness. So live like people of the light. And he challenges Christians to say, hey, that's your old past. Darkness used to be who you were. Now you're in the light. You don't have to stumble over yourself and over everything else. You're a new person. And then then as we're in this darkness, I turn on my flashlight. He says, How much how much training does the person in the room of darkness with a flashlight need to help others? And they all said, None. You just turn the flashlight on and you show them the way out. And I said, Exactly. That's what God calls us to as Christians. So if you're not a Christian, God is saying, I want to invite you into light. If you are a Christian, God has already brought light. He's now saying, would you help others find the light? And he invites us into that. See, Paul says, you're once in darkness. It's, it's a it's a process. You're no longer in darkness. You're now people of light. Embrace God in this. He uses language. Paul uses language like when you have a new start with Christ, you're a new person. You're, it's a new nature. And he says, that's the old nature. That's the old, that's the past. He's, he's challenged us to embrace the new to walk in that and live in that for us as a church we're always trying to help people on this journey finding God coming out of darkness into light well this light's not super bright but I mean if I shine in your eyes a little bit it's kind of annoying right I mean light's good it's helpful but it can also be a little offensive and some of the things that I'm saying today from the Bible sometimes the light can feel like that oh wow that's a little offensive like you're saying I'm in darkness I'm not really saying that this is what God is telling how people that live apart from Him are they stumble over themselves but he doesn't just leave it there. He says, but there's answers. There's hope that we can be light. In Philippians, Paul says it like this to the church in Philippi. He says, and he starts off by saying, for you that are Christians, thank you, Robert, you that are Christians, he says, um, you, you started this process of following Christ. Like, continue this process. Keep keep it going. And in Philippians 2, this is how he starts it. Philippians 2, verses 3, verse 3. He says, Do nothing out of selfishness, or, no, nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather in humility, value others above yourself. Not looking to your own interests, but to each but each of you to the interests of the others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. So he's writing this to Christians, keep that in mind. He's saying, Alright, you started this journey of following Christ, so you have to have this mindset of what Christ is inviting you into. So who this is talking about Christ. Christ, being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage, or not something to be grasped, something that that wasn't the goal. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking on the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. So Jesus, he came to earth. He took on the form of a servant. This is what Christmas is about. It's incarnation. It's God, mighty God, powerful God, coming down as a baby. The incarnation, coming in, in human flesh, taking on a new name, Jesus. In Matthew, he says, "Emmanuel." We'll finish this. Philippians 2:10. And being found in appearance as human, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. The reason you and I can have a new identity, a new name, is because Jesus took on a new name. And in his story, he changed history. He changed everything for us. When God shows up, things change. And then he invites us, says, "Do you want to be part of this change?" The offer—it's here for you. And he asks us to join him in this. In fact, we'll read in Matthew, when, when the angel shows up to Joseph and says, you're going to name him Jesus, like, it's intentional. And he shows up to Mary on a different occasion and says, you're going to name him Jesus. Like, this is the name that, that we have chose for God to be when he comes down. In fact, Matthew 1, it says, Joseph, said, "Joseph, son of David, this is angel talking to him. Do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what, she, what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit she will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins he's going to be a savior all this took place to fulfill what the Lord said to the prophet this prophet he's talking about is Isaiah the virgin will conceive and that's, this is hundreds of years before Jesus was is born Isaiah prophesied this the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel which means God with us and this is Christmas it's God with us he's, he's present, he's here, he's come to change things He's come to make things right. His name is Emmanuel. So the question is still out there. What is your name? What are you known as? What's your identity tied around? Well, I'm all about making a lot of money and making the biggest house. Is that what's tied to your identity? Am I I'm about being popular? I'm about, you know, whatever it is. What, what, What's your name? What does it mean? What's the significance with it?
1: See, my last name,
0: Montoya, I mentioned, you know, kind of what it means. Here's the significance of my last name. My, my, my dad's great-grandfather actually wasn't a Montoya. So by birth, I'm not a Montoya by birth. Um, there, was, there was a family named Montoya that took him in and kind of helped raise him and just, just helped him succeed in life. Um, and out of honor, he says, I'm no longer going to be Espinosa. I'm now going to be a Montoya. And out of honor and respect for what the family did for him, they actually he took on the name Montoya. See, for some of us in this room, among many of us, we've taken on this new name it's called Christian. And out of honor and respect, we uphold the name Christian with, with dignity, with um, the best that we can to honor God with the sacrifice we made. And he gives us this new name, Christian. You know, I'm still Eric. I'm, I'm Eric, but I'm a Christian. And I take on this new name out of respect, out of honor, saying what you've done for me is amazing. And I begin to live in that new identity, that new nature. I take on who he is, and I begin to let go of who I used to be. In fact, you'll hear mature Christians that've been in the faith a long time. You know, people will talk to them, hey, remember when you were this, when you were younger." Well, that was the old me. What do you mean, the old me? Well, I'm a new person. I'm different. And God calls us to leave the old and enter the new. We have to let go of that. We're moving into this new place because the truth is, a lot of that stuff didn't bring anything that was healthy. It brought a lot of hurt and pain. And God is saying, "Please leave that in the past." That's the line of slavery. That's the line of the past. Move into. The future, this new, this new reality. It's a process that God invites us into. I want to use you. I want to help you. So, what's your name? I, I want to finish sir, service by telling you a story about this man named Billy Hornsby. When he was in the eighth grade, his teacher called him and said, Hornsby, come and solve this problem, math problem. So, on the way, walking to the board, he figured out the math problem in his head because he was brilliant, and really smart. When he got to the board, he wrote the answer and walked back. And his teacher said, Hornsby, that's wrong. And he says, No, that's right. He said, no, that's wrong. He says, no, that's right. And in the time, the season he was growing up in, that was kind of disrespectful. He'll he talk back to the teacher. And uh, she kind of got upset, a little mad. And she said, Hortensby, and she gave him a new name. Right? Hornsby, you're never going to amount to anything. And in eighth grade that day, a new name was written in his heart. You'll never amount to anything. So instead of applying himself and learning, he pulled back, checked out, did apply himself to school, didn't, didn't didn't really do any, He didn't live up to his, his potential because he had a new name. I'm not gonna match anything. Why show up? Why do anything? When he was 17 years old, he got a girl pregnant, and uh, 18 became a father. Out of the need because of family, he had to go look for work. So he went to interview at Exxon, the uh, company where I guess the town he was in, and, and he went to, to interview there. He took this test. While well, he's taking the test, he, he finishes. He's kind of flustered and frustrated because he's never matched anything. You can imagine that's you're carrying that with you. So he turns the test and says, "Forget about it. I don't. I don't want the job. Don't even worry about calling me." Well, the next day somebody calls him and says, uh, "Mr. Hornsby, will you come and speak with us? We going to like, talk to you about your test." He says, "Don't bother. I know I didn't do really well, and just just leave me alone. I don't. I don't. It's, it's fine." They say persist. Says, "I know you really need to come talk to us. We need to talk to you." They come in, and the, and the guy says, "I don't understand why you think you did poorly on the test." And he, and he says, "Well, I just. I just knew I didn't." And He says, "Well, can I tell you something?" We've never had to anybody t- test higher than you in this company. <laughs> and he says, i would like talking to this job," and Billy's like, "Kind of what? What are you talking about?" Because he's brilliant, but he had this name written on him. And that day, that manager of Exxon, he says, "You know what, Hordesby If you really apply yourself, you could really make a difference in this world. You could be a success." And that day, a new name was written on his heart. If you apply yourself, Billy, you'll be able to make a difference in this world. He went on to plant tons of churches in the US. In fact, our church, the Grove, the network we're a part of, the ARP network. Uh, he's one of the ones that started it. He wanted to plant hundreds of churches in the US, hundreds of churches in Europe. Came back to just planted more churches. Recently he's passed away. But but he had a new name written on his heart. This is the power of words that we speak. What we say is important. And today, some of you are carrying these names on your heart that have been written by somebody, maybe when you're in your, your, your teens, maybe when you were a kid. And you've been holding on to these, and because somebody told you, they thought it was the truth. <laughs> but the truth is, God has a different name for you. And in fact, if that name doesn't live up to the potential He's given you, He wants to give you a new name. And this is the message of the gospel, the message of Jesus. He comes and the blind man comes to live in darkness. He says, You'll no longer live in darkness. You'll no longer be called blind, but you'll be called healed. You'll have sight. Some of us in this room, we're living in darkness. We're separated from God. We have no relationship with God. He wants to change that and say, I want you to be people who can actually see and live this life with intentionality where you can make a difference in this world. You don't have to be what you used to be. You don't have to be what your parents or your grandparents were. You can break that. There's a new start. Addictions don't have to carry on to your kids. You can break that. It could be a new start. And this is the message of the gospel. It's called good news. God comes in and human flesh shows up and says I'm taking on a new name I want to invite you to take on a new name the invitation is yours Mm -hmm. I am so glad my dad took on a new name because if he didn't I don't know where I would be I don't know where our family would be because the path the direction they were on was not good it wasn't healthy but the day he says I'm now going to be a Christian it changed and I grew up in a home that was way different from before he was a Christian and I'm so thankful for that today you can change that you can make a difference what's your name? so here's the challenge for you that aren't Christians or maybe you walked away you're kind of like that blind man that you used to see but you're no longer seeing today the challenge would be would you allow God to bring light to your life? would you let the light of the world come in and illuminate things? Can I be honest though? When when the light illuminates things, you see all the little things that aren't good. And sometimes that can be a little scary. But God's okay with that. He wants to work through all those things. He wants to help you work through all those things. He doesn't want you to run from them, but be honest about it. That's part of the process. He wants to acknowledge and, and, and realize there's something that's not right. So the first step, would you allow God to start the process of redemption in your life? Would you let him start that process of giving you a new name, of helping you take on a new identity a new a new future if you're here and you are a Christian here's to be the second step once you've taken on a new name and allowed the process to begin would you partner with God this week this would be today or we have opportunity to stand in long lines right for, for, for shopping season there's going to be lines for a lot of people you have an opportunity to stand in line and speak speak of love and, and something good into the cashier's life not spewing hate and anger and, and impatience right There'll be opportunities for this. This week, but you'll have a lot of opportunities. Trust me. And this next year, would you think this commitment. God, I'm available to be what you want to be. Jesus told his followers, all of these things that I've done, you're going to do even greater. We can do some great things because of the spirit of God in us. Even to the place of opening the eyes of the blind. as the Bible says. It happens. Healing is from God. And opening the blind eyes is great but opening the blind the spiritualize, that's, that's amazing. And God also is been a part of that. So part of God this, this next year to be saying, God, I want to help this process and get people in Your name. I want to be part of that process. Can you imagine this room, the potential? Just in this room, if we all took that stance like Jesus said, I'm going to humble myself, I'm going to take on the attitude of Christ of saying it's not about getting more, it's about partnering with God, accomplish what He wants to. In this room, if we all lived like that the people we've encountered the people we've been able to speak into imagine the, the future generations of, of being uh, uh, um, addict free addictions would be broken in their lives just imagine with me this year you're able to talk to two or three or four people and help them start this journey my story started with my dad, well it started beyond that but with my dad somebody stepped out and said hey the path you're going on is not very good, you need to change or there's, there's definitely destruction And because somebody stepped out and said, Hey, sir, um, can I show you a light? These things aren't good. Everything changed. I want to help you out here. And my dad received it. And it changed the trajectory of my whole family. It impacted my life. And God invites us to be a part of that process. You and me. So the first step. Man, imagine your kids if you live that way. You're looking for opportunities to speak new words into their life, to encourage them. To help them become the people God wants them to become. So the first step, if you're here today, and you're not a Christian, uh, maybe you've been coming for a while, but you just never, you haven't committed your life to Christ yet, to God. The first step for you to be saying, God, I invite you to lead me. I accept you as my Lord, as my Savior, and my help. That's the first step. If you are here, the next step is to say, God, man, I want to partner with you. And that's my challenge for you guys today. So do me a favor. Would you close your eyes and you bow your heads? It's a closed service, if you're you're that first person and you've never taken a step towards God, 2,000 years ago, he took a big step towards you. And today, his offer for a better future, for a new name, for a new start, it's on the table. And he offers it to us. If you're here today and you want to take him on that offer, you want to say, God, I need a new name, I need a new start, I need a new beginning you just raise your hand I want to embarrass you I will not call you down just I going to lead you in a prayer that says God I invite you to be the Lord of my life I want a new start awesome anybody else you're here I'm going to lead you those that lift your hand I'm lead you in a prayer it's a simple prayer that says God forgive me of my sin And you're just going to invite God and say God would you leave me would you help me me a new name give me a new star today so if you pray that prayer would you pray with me if you're a Christian here would you encourage the people to raise their hands by praying with me not alone would you say this prayer would you say Father God today I ask you for help give me a new start. give me a new name forgive me of my sin forgive me of my past today I believe that I'll become a new person because of your sacrifice because of the cross I believe that you're God I believe you died for my sins I believe you're alive today That you want to help me so today I invite you into my life lead me and guide me in Jesus' name I pray Can you give a hand to those that raise their hand today?